Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Jim, we're recording here at 10.08 p.m. Originally, the plan was to let this Bills-Patriots game play out, you know, dissect a hard-fought AFC wildcard showdown of sorts. Instead, we decided to hit record a little early for uh, a multitude of reasons. Um, Josh Allen is pretty much unstoppable. Bill Belichick coached like a coward. Um, uh, Mac Jones wasn't bad, but you know, he had a drop pass early and Micah Hyde, Micah Hyde, maybe it starts and ends there, that interception that he made. And I want to get into your courtship of Micah Hyde on this podcast, but we decided to record a little early here because it's not really much of a game whatsoever. The bills are stomping. I'm sorry, curb stomping the new England Patriots right now, 33 to three. Um, We'll get into Bengals Raiders a little bit later, but Jim, initial thoughts here on an absolute ass whooping. I think this is one of those where, you know, we've talked about how good I, you know, how good I think the bills are. You definitely do too, but you can't predict this type of game. Like the Patriots defense is legit. I mean, for them to do this to the Patriots defense and in this type of weather to witness possibly three, of the most special playoff like plays you, we always have to remember that catch by Dawson Knox and throw to start the game, the Micah Hyde interception ridiculous. And wait, what was the third one? There was another who caught the second. Oh no, that the other touchdown he whipped in there to uh, not just insane. Yeah. Josh. I mean, just on a different level, this quarterback, like seriously on a different level. He, he really is, and I, I really thought that Bill Belichick 
wouldn't have answers. I didn't think he was going to come out and just shut down right. Josh. You Allen. can't, but no, you can't. Right. But I, you know, I was really surprised earlier in the day on Saturday today when um, I think it was Diana Rossini and it's not like the bills are going to be like making their game plan public, but like, the, the, I think she put out there in so many words, expect man to man defense, you know, JC Jackson over there on digs. Like, I get it. I mean, I guess they did zone the last game and they got tore up, but I don't week in and week out. We've seen defenses when, when you go man to man, Josh Allen will tear you up. You're throwing into space, right? He's just throwing it into space and letting these really fast receivers just run under the ball and it's over. It's game over. So I, I'm surprised, but you know, even beyond the X's and O's, I'm really surprised that new England is just laying an egg like this. Uh, because you know they th- this this past week and maybe this is classic overthinking the issue. Now I thought the Bills were going to win. I, I thought it'd be a one score game. The Bills would yeah. just kind of make the last play to win. But I thought the Patriots would come out angry the way they they lost against Miami. Um, you know, it just uh, I thought that would leave like a nasty feeling, a bad taste in their mouth. Bill Belichick back in the playoffs. Um, they'd script a great game plan and they would be able to kind of keep ahead of the score to do what they want to do on offense. But it was none of, none of that. I mean, they, they came out lethargic and it wasn't just the players that were lethargic. I mean, the decision Jim to punt, to punt on fourth and one, I don't, wherever they were on their own 35, something like that. I I mean, it was still, I agree. Fall forward for half of a yard, fall forward. (laughs) That was surrender. I mean, and when, when he punted there, I said, the game is over. We should have hit record no, then. I, I, I was surprised by that too. I mean, that that's your chance. You saw the way the game was going. That was your chance to really maybe flip the momentum a little bit and keep the ball and okay, hey, we're okay. Let's get this. And just punting it back at a time when there was no, they weren't stopping them. Like they weren't slowing them down one yeah. time. I, I don't know how you think- stop this offense right now. Good luck. This offense is loaded they'll be able to move the ball against kansas city it's i'm just i'm just telling you right now i'm taking them yeah. love it love them against kc I, I think they're gonna score up and down on them. as good as that chief's defense looked for a good two months it, it, that was, it was that good. was a relapse it was a relapse against cincinnati i'd say it was good but it's not it's not completely fixed if you've really p- paid attention to it, it's still what it is. It's okay. It's still going to depend on getting pressure on Josh. If you can. I mean, they're going to look for 49. They're going to look for Sorensen and abuse him, whatever they can. I feel um, like it's, it's whoever, I mean, just pick, I mean, they are just, they're complete. I mean, they are complete, complete offense. I don't know if there's anything to this as well, but the bills, playing a game against, I mean, <laughs> kind of given the chiefs a bye week in my head against the Steelers, they will play the Steelers. <laughs> they do have to win a game, so, but it just, that was, if, if, that was if bad. Momentum, by both that was bad. By both I know, right. So, and you know, I'm very pro Steelers, but, uh, and you know, I'm not, and, so and the, you're not, <laughs> but it does feel like there's something to, I believe in momentum. I really do. I think it's a real thing. And the bills have yeah, it right now. I agree. And that's dangerous. And what do we always talk about on the show? Health. They're, they're very healthy. They're very yeah. healthy. 
kind of like they went through all their COVID stuff when they had to, and that they kind of yeah, got that out of the way at the, at the best possible time. Um, well, I what, uh, what, kind of, what kind of Hamburg, what kind of Hamburg brew was getting you through these uh, first round of the playoff? Ooh. Any frosty? I, I was doing some frosty IPA the other night too at a juicy burger bar in Hamburg. Juicy burger bar, great spot. I moved into I moved into Hamburg now, so you're a Hamburgite. That's right. I'm here. I'm in the house. You're down here with us, and you know we're even looking to keep going, keep going south, maybe down the road. So maybe you want to just follow us to Springville. Eventually, work our way to Jamaica. Who knows? Maybe we'll go to Bradford. We're gonna end up so down in. Ridgeway. You and I, I'm gonna have to explain <laughs> to you what South is for me. That, yeah, right. That, that that means Charleston, South Carolina. So we, yeah, that's how I'll meet you down there to answer your question. Grounded. Yeah. Grounded baby. The, the bourbon barrel aged, um, 10%. Yes. That's what you had. Our, um, yeah. Our last pod when we were there. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good way to go. I mean, you cannot go wrong with hamburger this time of year. So definitely get that type of weather. That's what was making me think about it. This weather. Yeah. How they can make these throws and catches in this weather too. Oh my God. It's the bills are making it look like it's a 75 it's, degree day. I mean, it, like it's nothing. I mean, it's that's what it, I'm saying. That's what's remarkable. I mean, to, to for Josh we, Allen to throw as hard as he throws and for them to Mike, catch the ball. Yes. Yes. Micah Hyde to make that pick in this weather. Devin Singletary. Oh my God. The way he's running in this weather. Um, Really, but this is exactly what um, his trainer Nick Hicks down at Perform in Florida yeah, the way he detailed it. Yep. Just looking back, I mean, it was all about one cut and go. Don't dance. Yes. Don't don't fart around back there and and go side to side. And he didn't. I mean, that's the thing. Like all these trainers, they usually blow a lot of smoke up guys' ass. And so I get it. If you're reading a story about a trainer in the off season, and I get the skepticism. I mean, I've been covering the league i don't know 11 12 years and you know it's easy to fall into that trap and in the off season it's may it's june and you're talking to these trainers you're trying to get stories and every single one of them is going to say oh he's a new player and he's working with me of course he's you know but i did that story because i really believed it like it, this this felt real it did like this is a guy who's worked with delvin cook that was really detailing exactly what he did with Devin Singletary down to a science. And he wasn't bullshitting. He said that they sat down, they watched this film or he watched Devin Singletary's film and they sat down, they talked about, and he told him, you're not explosive. You're not, you're not an explosive player and you're going side to side and you're wishy-washy. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I felt it was real with Nick Hicks. It wasn't just uh, fluff and, it was, it was a weird start to the season for Buffalo, but I don't know. I don't think a lot like Isaiah McKenzie, I don't think it had anything to do with Devin Singletary. It had to do with usage. It had to do with role. Yeah. It had to do with the identity of the team. Um, you know, that's why I wrote that they were soft. You know, at that point of the season, this felt like a soft team that didn't really, you know, whether psychologically, um, identity on the field, the way they approached games, it was, it just was a front running kind of team. Uh, but with yeah. Singletary kind of prioritized, he's kind of helped change that identity on the fly. But even bigger than that, Josh Allen tucking and running it, that's helped. You know, 
you know, for me, it was that it was the way they reacted at, after the Tampa game where they know they could have won that game and their attitude, it almost looked like they were like, we're fine. We, yeah. We're going to be okay. Like we know what we have. Like they, it was almost like that gave them belief. Like, Hey, we're back because I feel like since, I mean, they dominated that second half and I feel like since then they played pretty, like, I feel like we're seeing that same, like that Bills team that last year was just unstoppable. That offense has that feel to it right now. Honestly, too, when I watched those press conferences from afar and it was just kind of, in, in the moment, I thought it was weird. And we might've even talked about it. I was kind of like, I, you guys, I mean, mostly out of Sean McDermott, like I, I, I get it, but you guys lost the game and you drop one more of these things in the AFC, you're, you might miss the playoffs. It seemed a little too yes. chipper. Um, yeah. But they know that, I mean, he knows the team, the players know the team, and, and they saw something there in that second half. They were right. Yeah, I felt that way. I almost was like, are they, are they actually, like, satisfied with losing a game? Yeah. yeah. But the more I was, now I'm looking at it, like, they never panic. Like, they never, they always believe. Yeah. You know? And the belief comes from the quarterback. I mean, he is no, looking yeah. like a $154 million dollar guy it's, right now. It's every single – we're going to see – well, we keep saying we're going to see him against Mahomes next week. We keep <laughs> – well, you know what? I'm going to stop because there is the Steelers. I mean, they do have a game. I think I've, I've hyperlinked that story in other stories like 20 times at least since we launched It's, But it's like, true. That, that's what it's about, Jim. That's what it comes down to. It, here it is. I know it seems like we're beating a dead horse, but – this is the owner wanted Patrick Mahomes. You had the shot at Patrick Mahomes. You decide not to take Patrick Mahomes. Your plan B, your consolation prize, what you guys traded for with the extra pick, it leads to Josh Allen, which is really, really good. And they're going to go at it in the AFC for a long time. It's unbelievable. Any other stories from that? Look, I know we bring it up all the time. But no, the people I, want to know, are there, you, you brought up the Kim Pagula and the no, cafeteria last time. Yeah, just any, that one. But any, other thing we, any other meat on that bone? No, I, I feel like, I feel like we did it pretty, I think, I feel like we de- did justice to it. I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's fourth and goal. The Patriots have <laughs> I'm not even, the man, I'm not They're even down 33 to three. Mac Jones going for the fade. He's got a man touchdown. Can't <laughs> Here's what I don't get. All right, Kendrick Bournes, he's staring, he's staring down the Bills fans right now. He's looking them right in the eye in the first row. Where do you uh I mean I'm all for celebrating, I'm all for a good time. time it doesn't time seem like place. a time or place. Time place. No, you gotta have self-awareness. He's looking right at him. Oh Tyler. man, I bet you he doesn't return to shopping cart. Tyler, you know what I wanted to bring up? I forgot to tell you this. As a basketball fan, I am so happy that college basketball coaches do not wear suits anymore on the sideline. I have always wondered. I've never understood why basketball coaches had to wear suits. It never made sense to me. And I think it's been one of the secretly, not a lot of people are talking about it, but more of a 
I think it's a really good move for to see basketball coaches not yeah. in suits anymore. What what would you want your basketball coach to be in? What's the ideal uh, outfit? Like, like who would I want to play for? No, like what what should a coach wear out there? No, I'm I'm good with like you don't want to go too. Was the George Costanza like sweatpants? You know, they said if you wear sweatpants, five dollar hoodie. Like if you wear sweatpants out in public is like a sign you've given up in life. Oh, I do all the time. Oh, so do I. But that was a that was a Seinfeld. That was a yeah. It was a good George Costanza shop today in sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) I just you know, same. Impress anybody? It's no. It's all kind good. Let the, you let the neck hair go a little and, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it bald. sometimes you let the, the scrub on the side go, you know, some nose hair start poking out. That's where that, you know, when the nose hair start poking out, that's when, you know, you've really checked out and you got to get on that. Uh, that's, I would say that's pretty accurate. That's a good way to, that uh, seriously is a good way to just say that guy is. So yeah. I mean we're getting we're getting into the uh, the realm of disgusting, but yeah. So we're Drew good. Maggery, Drew, Drew Maggery's podcast. Uh, uh, he has a fantastic site, The Defector. Obviously, they're all at Deadspin. They created their own site. Drew is just an exceptional writer. He's hilarious. I went on his show, and all of a sudden, toward the end of it, he, he's out there. It's he's I, I love reading his stuff. He said that his favorite thing to do at that time was to pluck his nose hairs. He would literally pull them from his nostrils and he, he got great joy out of it. So <laughs> it drives his wife nuts, but yeah, that's a, I mean, that's would, a would she prefer him? Habit. Yeah. Well, would she prefer him to have nostrils full of nose hairs? I mean, I think there's ways to handle it, but there's humane ways. Right. That's, right. <laughs> that's a tough ways. one to defend. That's a tough one to defend. <laughs> All right, I do. Uh, okay. All right, Bills, Patriots. Anything else? Anything else from this game that stood out to you? Um, I, well, I mean, there's nothing to say. Like, it's just that's one of the wow. That's it's about as good as it gets. You know, the only thing I'll add that's- is we we've been pretty critical. I've been pretty critical of Sean with the way he coaches the game, and it yeah. seems like at times he get the, the Tampa game. You know, the punting, the. You know, not, not not just playing into your quarterback and just going for it. We'll, I don't know if he's there yet himself. Like this Chiefs game is going to be the test because the last time they played the out. Chiefs, they're settling for the chip shot. Tyler, we got to stop. What if the Steelers win? This is going to be the worst podcast. We you're right. We are going to be we are going to be attacked by your Steeler. You have a Steeler following too. Oh, I just I love uh, I you know, I hate I hate the talk of culture and foundation and all that, unless we're talking about the Steelers, then I'm all for it. Cause I think it's real there. <laughs> I'm laughing because I do think, I mean, I'm definitely taking KC tomorrow, but it's never that easy with the Steelers. I never understand. I don't understand anything about their team. Is that that though, the ultimate, like you could, like if you're new to gambling, you could throw down like $500 on the money line and just know you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. You could. It's worth right? it. It's always worth it. It's always worth it. Anybody can beat anybody. Like, I don't know the math on that. If you throw oh, down five hundred dollars on the Chiefs, um, tell you right now. Why are you gonna do it? How are you enjoying that? Are you hooked? 
Well, I took advantage of the uh, the free cash that these apps were thrown out to bet. Caesars was doing 300, FanDuel was doing 100. And I went in on it, did pretty well in week 18. Good. May or may not have been pretty confident that the uh, New York Giants would lay another egg. And then they, uh, I used that win to go down. I, I went in on the Bengals. I mean, it got a little dicey there at the end, but they, they held strong. They covered. It's fun, though. You're taking, enjoying uh, it, taking, Yeah, it's fun. I'm taking San Francisco tomorrow, money line. I think that they're going to – Yeah, it seems to be – Dallas. It's a good match. I feel, like, I feel like that's become a popular take right now. Um, That game, to me, is like um, – I want no part of gambling on that game. Like, no part of it. Those teams seem I, – I could just see either team – I do think Tampa should cover, but it's never that easy. But I, I like KC given 12 and a half, and that's a lot of points. I just don't see how the Steelers score. Like with to keep up with them. Yeah. I mean, even I mean, I they're gonna feed Najee Harris, but he's a three yards and a cloud of dust. That's not the kind of game that you want to play against Kansas. We'll see. We'll see. Um Oh, Never that what easy. I was going to say is, uh, yeah. you know, so we're cr- critical of Sean and the way he coaches. Oh, yeah. Game. Yeah. I, we've got to be critical of Bill Belichick. I mean, I'm crowning him at every turn. I'm I mean, that was that. pathetic. That was pathetic in the first half to, to not just the That's... fourth and one punt, but the fourth and um, he had like a fourth and eight or fourth and nine at midfield when you're down three scores. Like you're not stopping the bills. <laughs> you're whatever you're doing on defense with your son is not working. You need to score points to have a chance. You need to get some kind of momentum to have a shot. And in both cases, he punts. And in both cases, the Bills immediately get to the spot where they were anyways. I just don't get it. I mean, you're the greatest coach of all time. He is, hands down, the best coach of all time. But to not evolve and to not think and know this is what you need to do to to even give your team a shot the Bills were going to win anyways. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't matter, I guess. But that was just surrender. That was white flag waving. We're done. Punt. Good night. No, I think it's fair criticism. I, I was laughing because of that. I saw that thing on Twitter with Shady McCoy on that one um, show he was on this week, and he was betting uh, an old linebacker, DJ Williams. He was betting him that he said, Belichick will never win another Super Bowl. I promise you. He's like, he will never win I mean, good luck. This quarterback has a long – I mean, he is every bit of a rookie. Like, um, you can't sit there and I've – you know, you, you know, I've said it all year. I haven't seen it with him. And it's just not there. I don't see it. I don't see the special ability. You know what's really interesting? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up here too, but – it's where numbers can kind of deceive you to an extent. Like if you were to look at Mac Jones's rookie numbers there, he's completed 67.6% of his passes for 3,801 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. All right. Then yeah. you go to Josh Allen's rookie, rookie stats. <laughs> Hang on. And you've got. This is when we thought he was. Yeah. Right, 52.8% of his passes, 2,074 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks, 
through the air with some running on top of that, obviously, but, but Mac amazing. Jones, I mean, he's blowing him out of the water. So amazing in, in a rookie year. And yet there's a feeling, and I don't know if it's right. I'm not, I'm not ready to go to where you are right now, I think, but there, I, I get your feeling on like you watch a Mac Jones game and you're like, this is the kind of game it's going to be right. Where, where is he going to get better from here? Yeah. And then you saw Josh Allen. It was like, all right, at least he's got the balls to, you know, try that throw into double coverage. At least he's trying to thread that needle. At least he's kind of flopping all over the place, jumping over Anthony Barr, like he did in week two or three, whenever that was, at least he's trying that shit. And I get it. Like you're, you're probably right. I don't know though. Like I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not ready to say like they're, no. they're never, they're not going to get over the hump with Mac Jones, but it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because I mean, these, these teams with these quarterbacks that they're going to be facing each other for the foreseeable future. I just can't wait for this Kansas city Pittsburgh game. <laughs> It's weird to see uh, Steelers like injury reports just drag across the bottom scroll of the television. Like I had to do a couple double takes this week. What? Oh, oh yeah, they're in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, they're there. It's bad. You know. You know. We can mock the Steelers all we want. We should. We should be going after the Chargers. I mean, to no. To lose yeah, I'm not mock. I don't want to stare mock against the Texans and then the Bats. Raiders. I'm all about Brandon Staley, but that that collapse it did not get the ridicule that it probably deserved at the end because that's that was yeah I, that Colts one is, that Colts one is right there with it. That Colts one yeah. was pretty bad, the way they collapsed too. <laughs> yeah, can't just skim past the Colts. They beat this Bills team forty-one to fifteen. Amazing. Oh my God. All right. Well, Bengals, Raiders, real quick. Any thoughts? Yeah. Thoughts is just like your article. Guy is a star. Joe Burrow. That's what happens when you get the right quarterback. Cincinnati and Buffalo are relevant. Why weren't they relevant before? Very simple. They didn't have the quarterback. Man. Had nothing to do with the cities, had nothing to do with this and that. Get the right quarterback. Yeah. And that's where I'm not going to, you know, man, Joe judge was pretty worked up last year about the tanking. If you're, if you're a bad team and it's December, if you're a fan of that bad team in December, I don't think you're that upset. If your team's losing, if you know, there's a burrow out there, if you know, you've got a shot at, but you know, Josh Allen was what the seventh pick. Yeah, there were other teams that had a shot at him, and they passed. Too. No question. Same with Mahomes. Same with Aaron Rodgers. Those are the yeah. three best quarterbacks. Burrow, number four. He was the only one that went. He went number one. Think about that. He's the yeah. only one. It's a combination of 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 luck and timing, but you're scouting. I mean, you have you have to know, you have to differentiate the Josh Allen's from the. Josh That's a whole Allen's. other episode. If you think about that. What does that say about scouting? And then throw Tom Brady in there, maybe the fifth best quarterback oh. this year. Six round, like, how are these guys not the number one overall pick? 
Yeah. That's you know, crazy. Burrow, Burrow was great, but they, they settled for a lot of field goals. It should not have been that close. You know, they were knocking at the door. Oh, I 100% agree with you. That That's when you know when you, those teams settle for field goals, it's like yeah. you're going to keep these teams around. That's the difference in every game for me, finishing drives in the end zone. Yeah. Separates. It'll separate you. They had to survive it, but I, I, th- I still think that Cincinnati's feeling pretty good. You know, they had a couple injuries. Um, yeah, I noticed that those the two D linemen are big time players. Yeah. We got to pay attention to that. Yeah, but it's uh, it's good to see them advance. Just Joe Burrow is agree fun. Agree, that was cool to see. Uh, love it. All right, last last thought here before we sign off, Jim. I know we it was kind of a segment for a little bit. Our our asshole of the week. Yeah, who you got? I think I'm getting off of shopping carts. I'm moving on to something else. I'm done. I think we've it's mission accomplished you, with the shopping carts. Yeah, you, enough, you, it's out there. You don't need to hear about it. Soldiers out there, right? There's enough people out there policing the situation. You've done a good people job with it. Me videos and sending me updates on all that. So I took a little flight to the Great Midwest for a story I go along that will be dropping next week. Um, we'll leave it at that little teas hmm. of sorts but flying back hmm. i land in detroit plane pulls up and granted we've talked about this before but <laughs> just, i just gotta keep spreading the word up the bills just scored another touchdown they're gonna go up 40 to uh to 10 now gabe davis oh there's still a whole quarter left too gabe davis is gonna come in and just start throwing all over the patriots yeah so our, our plane our plane pulls in and uh I mean, you know, you know what, what happens, right? We pull up to the gate immediately. Boom. You know, everybody pops up out of their seat. Right. Normal. I'm sitting, I don't know where I was like 15 or 16 row. And I kind of, in the corner of my eye, I see a, he's probably 25, 26 years old, hippie generation Z. See now I'm, I'm a millennial, but now I can be curmudgeon and look down at generation Z like these, Fair. all these. I think I'm a Gen X. I think I'm a Gen X. Is that what you are? Yeah. I spot him. Unkept hair. You know, I don't know if it was uh, dreads or I don't know if it was just not cleaned hair. A beanie on top. Very, very, you know, probably listens to a lot of dispatch. Probably, (laughs) you know, what else would he do? Probably has a yo-yo in his back pocket just in case. You know, That's that the best thing stuff. about people watching, like being able to dissect somebody just from a, <laughs> it's impressive Cultural standpoint. It's just like, it's scouting. It's like scouting. It is. Oh, it's, but I, I see him in my peripheral mm-hmm. and he's coming in hot. And so the move <laughs> that I like to do is, all right. So if there's any uh, old high school basketball players out there, this was taught to me at Rhonda Carly's basketball camp at Alfred university went there every summer. He used to coach for the St. Bonaventure. The best time of our lives at basketball camp. We went out there yeah, every yeah. summer. It was the best. There's an there's an older kid there, and I remember he told me at this camp, look, if somebody's going to, like, set a screen on you, if you're playing defense, he's, and you can see it in your corner eye, he's going to set a screen on you, stick your elbow out. So he's going to, like, mash into your elbow. And then just, kind of, you know, kind of lean in. So just oh, yeah. a, enough to where the ref doesn't see it. And <laughs> you're going to hit him directly into the sternum. He ain't going to set a screen on you the rest of the game. And you win that battle. 
So that's exactly the kind of move you can pull off in this situation, Jim. And I want our listeners to, to use this maneuver. If you see hippie dispatch listener with the yo-yo in his pocket, ready to cut ahead of you after the plane is at the gate, just get up, stick that elbow out. And as he, you know, rushes to, to cut ahead of you, you know, in a civil society, you deplane by the rope. Boom. If he tries to get off of the plane in an uncivil manner, just give him it's I think it's a fair elbow to the sternum. I like so it. I gave him a little elbow and he uh, he was incredulous. Oh, oh. And with everybody watching, I'm getting my bag. And I said, Oh, this must be one of those planes that doesn't deplane by the row. It's one of those planes, huh? And he goes, you know, all, all the other people got a kick out of it because everybody else can see the absurdity. You know, every for the most part, people are sane yeah. and people are good and yeah. kind and want to live it's, in a society. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he looks at me, he goes, no, it's it's whoever has to, no, he goes, the way it goes is it's whoever gets off the plane first. Whoever has to get out, whoever can just hurry off the plane. First. He said this, he was, he was incredulous. He couldn't believe that I had, uh, you know, called him out. So I get my bag and we get off it. It was, it was a small plane. So it was one of those things where I was getting my computer bag out, but my main bag was like the mini checked in where you get it off the carousel. Mm -hmm. So we thought that we were going to have to stand by each other this whole time. He just, he just got right off and gave me a dirty look and that was that. But, um, I think he made a good effort. Yeah, I think he made a good effort. Hopefully he'll learn his lesson. I hope he has a bruise. I I wish I would have given him more of a shot. It was was a very gentle love tap of an elbow. I think he did the right thing. (laughs) I think that's the way to do it because it's not worth it. It's not worth going going big on it. Well, I don't think the Patriots are going to come back here at 40 to 10. So what do you think, Jim? No, and we already wrote off the Steelers, so <laughs> they haven't even kicked the ball off. Haven't even kicked right. the ball off yet. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was fun. We'll do it again tomorrow night, possibly, maybe. Make possibly, maybe. For our Steelers. All right. See you guys.